0: Sí. Hello
1: everyone. Thank you for joining Daily Pause. My name is Hannah Tu. I am happy to be your host on today's program. Please comment where you're from so we can get to know the community better. Today we'll be discussing um Turning the wheel of life with our special guest Lumpy Pasura. Hello Lumpy Pasura, how are you?
2: Hello Hannah, how are you? Good evening and good okay. evening everybody. It's good to see you. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you with all the teeth now.
1: <laughs> I just to go one
2: <laughs> yeah so today sorry
1: uh, how is Thailand
2: it's extremely hot <laughs> and we are starting the rainy season so yesterday not only it just hot hot steamy hot but there was a lot of storm coming so yesterday that's what's going on yeah so how about you without school
1: Uh. Um, Normal (laughs) at home.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, good to see you and thanks for being the host for us today. Then at the end, Hannah, I'm not sure you can keep up with the lecture today because it's a bit tough that you have to come up with the question again. Okay. So uh, for these sessions, as we are talking about the the wheel of nature, the wheel of life, or the first teaching of the Buddha, which I will come up at the end. Of course, as traditional go we're going to be meditating first. But I just read a, an article the other day. I mean, I have been talking about benefits of meditation a lot, but this particular article caught my attention unexpectedly because I never really thought about this. Mm-hmm. There was a research saying that meditation helped cure dandruff. <laughs> For me, that is really weird. <laughs> it's really way out there. I mean, I, I, I don't like to 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 uh, to you know just say that oh meditation is is secure to everything.
0: Yeah, but exactly
2: what <laughs> like Sharon said, is it really a new one? <laughs> it just came out on the, uh, on the tablet, so that new research said, meditation killed dandruff. <laughs> For me, that's really out there. <laughs> but they got a lot of uh, scientific explanation research to, to supporting that because it's explained that uh, it helps improve the immune system. So when we, our body going to the stressful state, then our immune system is not as efficient as it used to be which also make us become more vulnerable to have a lot of allergies and dental is actually one of the, the things I come up with that. So, you know, it's quite a good explanation but the topic is really... <laughs> 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 so, all, oh, no, I think it summarized would be a good thing that it's all about how, how we can always keep our mind clear and pleasant at all times. Because there are a lot of benefits coming from that. Whether it's going to be physical health benefit, mental health benefit, our relationship, our world performance, our creativity, All of this coming back to one simple thing. Whether we are in that state of comfortable mind, clear mind, pleasant mind. My master has one quote that he always said, that if the mind is comfortable and clear, everything can be achieved easily. So starting with that, if every single day we're trying to maintain this state of mind to be just calm to be clear no matter what is coming to us we're going to be able to enduring it so just like you know a big cliff a mountain to really withstand the storm that hitting it all the time what's going on so that's what clear mind would be like so let us Take this down to the meditation. Of course, I'm not going to be guiding meditation to kill dandruff today. <laughs> Which is actually hilarious to me, never think about it. <laughs> so, but it's about meditation to develop the mental clarity. So that RMI started to coming back to that place where they feel calm, clear, at peace. And that is actually a good starting point for whatever you're going to be doing later on, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, Hannah, give me a very big smile. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start with the part of the meditation. <clears throat> By stretching your body a bit, please. Stretching your neck. Yeah, Hannah, rotate rotated all around 360. <laughs> your neck, your shoulders, your arms, your hands to prepare our own body for the part of the meditation. And adjusting the sitting posture to be really comfortable. Keep our back straight with our neck upright. And allow the eyes to close gently. Feeling the awareness of ourselves be with the sensation. While taking a deep breath, slowly and deeply, we are drawing our my back to be with ourselves. We take one step back to be in the zone and exhale relieve our own mind from all distraction and negativity let's inhale one more time to help bring our own mind one step back into the zone into the center Exhale. Dispose of any unwanted feelings or thoughts. Let's take another deep, long breath, very gently. Bring our own mind right in the center of the zone where we are. Comfortable and exhale. Let it go physically and mentally. Allow our breathing cycle to return to its normal state. Let observe our body, our sensation, how comfortable we are in this sitting posture. If you can detect any tension present, please adjust so that it feels loosening up again. Observe how the energy flows throughout your entire body, your blood circulation, the flow of your energy, that there is no obstruction. Everything moves so calm. So naturally, feeling that the entire body is settled at the relaxed and comfortable posture. Let us Bring our body back to its natural state. And that is the relaxation. I relieve every single muscle from the remaining tension. Begin from the top of the head, down to the forehead. rise, right. nose, both of the cheeks, relax every massage of our head down to the neck and relieve tension from both of the children down along both of the hands towards the hands, all the way to the tips of our fingers. Relax the entire body, all the way to the abdomen, and let that relaxation move down to the legs, feet, all the way to the toes. Let the entire body feel so relaxed and comfortable. Our natural state of the body, Is when there is no tension, is when everything can move without control flow naturally. So let's relax every palm the face. Shoulders, and This relaxation is one of the marks that helps bringing our mind back to be in the middle of the zone. Whenever we lost thoughts or distractions, gently bring the attention back to be with this relaxation. That is when we are taking our step back home in the middle of the zone. So let us imagine that surrounding space, feeling it expand further and further, feeling it touches the horizon 360 degrees, Here we are in the middle of our space of the zone where we can notice any thoughts, any distractions without the need to interact with them we have a choice just to see them and let them go or let those distraction and thoughts take our mind away from where we are being so peacefully even though Sometimes we may lost in thoughts. This center space is a place we can always return. So let the mind immerse in that relaxation, feeling the space expand. With the horizon, by freeing your mind from any worries, problems, frustration, anything, no matter how small it is. No matter how little they are, let's blow them all out into this space. It will float away beyond. So let it all out. Let them all go one by one, little by little. Anything that we are still holding on externally, let it go for a while. When mind is back here, With ourselves, with the center of the zone, it is re energized, it is empowered with so much peace, love, and compassion. Therefore, we clean these banks from negativity. So peace, love, and compassion can fill up that space. Let them all out. Let them all go. As the mind is free, slowly and gently, bring it back to be within ourselves, at the center space within. Within our body, there is a space where our mind can rest, can be. That spell is at the end of our breath in the middle of the abdomen. So gently draw our attention. To feel that softness and comfort within our body. Let our mind gently land on that spot. When our mind touches it, That feeling of bliss spread throughout the entire body. So relieved, so free. So let's maintain our mind. Keep our awareness. With this center space, let it be still from here on. Nothing can take our mind away from peace. In fact, is always there within waiting for the mind to return. When we are able to detach from external matters, it comes back here. He joy, blitz, awaiting. They embrace our mind, our consciousness, so tenderly inside. observe the sensation, How um, we can create a little landmark by visualize a crystal sphere at the spot. That little crystal sphere represents our mind. It could be any other objects, like the sun, the moon, or a tiny star. They represent our mind standing still, gently at the center, Bright and clear. Keep it steady. Get that crystal sphere. Get the clarity. The sphere is so clear without any flaw, so perfect. Aroma is one with you, emancipating life around the still it opens to deeper things. to higher clarity. What is called Dhamma also mean nature, true nature within ourselves. Let it be clear,
0: bright,
2: warm. Endless amount of energy so peacefully radiating from the center. As the mind stands still, gently place the awareness on a tiny spot in the middle of the crystal sphere. small more like a star. Explain the but it doesn't hurt the eyes. Place the attention on that little star. Let it stay still and feeling it immerse into the center of the crystal sphere. Let this energy expand. So bright and warm, it's reaching out all the way in the zone, throughout our space. The more we expand, the more new center appear, clearer and stronger, brighter and more peaceful. It continues to expand, all the way to the horizon, above and beyond. We're sharing this peace, sharing this light from within, spread it out to every person, every being, every creature, wishing them happiness. Let the wing of peace and energy expand beyond neighborhood or city. Let it expand throughout the world. Transform it into the world of peace. Let the mind shine, let our inner light expand further. Sharing love to replace hatred, sharing peace to replace violence. Let's expand above and beyond. As we have shared that line, that means, that good intention, we can place our wish, or resolution, solution in the middle of that energy for everything to be success. It takes this energy without the energy, things cannot be set in motion with this energy. Our, which move into reality. So feeling that we are placing our, Which I will go in the center of that energy. Now that we have shared this peace and our mind stands still, let us bring it out to the surface by being aware of the sensation, the feeling on our face, on our hand. And breathe slowly in and exhale. Breathe again deeply and six exhale. Breathe deep and long. And exhale. Now that you are feeling more comfortable, slowly stretch your neck, your arms, your shoulders. And when you are really comfortable, slowly open the eyes and breathe deeply a few times. so that concludes the meditation part Anna, how you doing
1: pretty good feel
2: pretty relaxed. good feel relaxed mm, good. okay so i'll go to the second part which is about the oh can you Can you set the share content for me? Allow me to share content.
1: Rose did make you co-host, right?
2: But I cannot do that by itself.
1: I can though.
2: Uh, you are not the host.
1: I am um, host. I think it's it's working. Can you try again?
2: Okay, now it's working. Okay, so <laughs> good, Sharon, that you are relaxing and happy. <laughs> okay, so let's catch up from last time about the teaching of the Buddha, the first teaching of the Buddha called Dhammacakkappavattana Sutra. So let me we'll take a short recap. The Dhammacakkappavattana Sutra is the first teaching of the Buddha the word jaka, jakra, means wheel. So that's why the name become wheel of the Dharma. So that's why it's about setting the motion of the Dharma uh, in in motion. So now we move to this part where the verse has said: Kamma mm-hmm. jasa pikkave macima patipatha tatha kate upasampuddha jaggukaraniya nagarani upasamaya upinyaya sampothaya yipaaya samwatthati. Ah, this one. This one, the word machima right here refer to middle way or the middle, because particular time in way. So it's reaffirmed the last time that I was talking about that the Buddha uh, used the method, the middle way of keeping things in balance, not too extreme, in indulging in sensual pleasure or engaging in self-modification. And with that, it allows him to produce something called vision visions coming from the inner light you know when you feel relaxed through the meditation you get we get into this light and light bring vision seeing seeing the reality within and that produces knowledge and from knowledge because we understand what really going on we don't live in the darkness anymore it make us feel calm and ready to accept and embrace the reality and that leads to better or direct knowledge into awakening from ignorance and all the way to enlightenment or unbinding. So this is where the part really explain. Precisely how to reach that part will rely on this, something called or the Eightfold Part. The Noble Eightfold Part is one of the core teachings of the in Buddhism, actually is the most important teachings because everything that the Buddha explained Afterward, five years of his life can trace back to this eightfold part. So it's like a really foundation of all teachings because it refers to eight steps, eight stepping stones to reach the enlightenment or reach the achievement. All the words samma that you hear is the word right or Good. So that's why there was a word right and good. If we start with having right view, right perspective, it brings to right resolve, or right thought, or right intention. And then from intention, from thoughts become words, will become action. So when we put more effort in, into it, we become more mindful of our own action and that brings concentration. And with that is the method that reaches into the middle way help us to realize a bit the way that the Buddha explained, and that's why he repeated it the second time. Now I know that we get lost a bit in this part, and that's why this time I'm going to emphasize more on the eighth-fold part. So, in Buddhism, we have something called three-fold learning, three part of learning. The word sikha here means try or three, when the word sikha means learning. so. The question is that, how do we learn something? Uh, when it comes to learning, it's not what we believe like normally. It's essentially in fact different. Because this is what it means by learning. Learnings actually doesn't come from learning things on the outside. Sikha is a combination between two words, sa and ikha. One means self and the other one means to see. So together it means to see ourselves. The word learning in Buddhist context means seeing and realizing ourselves, knowing ourselves better. But to break it down into three aspects of what do we need to know better into these three things. Number one, the aspect of sila, precept or discipline. Sila translate every precept of discipline, and you can see that right speech, right action, and right livelihood appear right here. Because when we wanted to become more disciplined, become more mindful of our actions, what kind of actions are we talking about? Our verbal action, our physical action, and the way we live our life. The lifestyle that will not be too engaged in sensual pleasure or too much engaging in self mortification charging ourselves to get too extreme, those things are not something to be right. That's why when we talk about the discipline in Buddhist context, it's not about being intense or uptight, but it's about being comfortable doing it, willingness to doing it. So that's what the, the part of the precept is all about. Discipline is the first stepping stone in learning part. Without discipline, nothing else is achieved. When we are able to discipline our words, our actions, our lifestyle, it will be helpful to go to the next step of learning, which is samadhi samadhi translate as concentration of mind stands still at one point and what producing samadhi is effort like you are meditating right now it takes a lot of effort you have to be taking time spending your time adjusting your life diet coming to the session every single day it takes a lot of effort when we become more effort then we become more mindful of our action so like you When you're planning your day to come to these sessions, it means that you have to be mindful of your daily activities, right? Your daily schedule, that what time you should take a shower, what time you should prepare yourself, what time you take a dinner in order to make an effort to be here. As a result, we live our life more mindfully. and Mindfulness is the foundation for concentration. Because for the mind to be still, first, we need to recognize where the mind is. The moment we know where the mind is, the mind becomes concentrated. And that's why these three aspects of concentration, Samadhi, coming from putting an effort until you develop mindfulness and concentration. And with the concentration, it produces something called Panya or wisdom. Now, what wisdom in Buddhist context is slightly different. The word wisdom in Buddhist context means Ability to see the beginning and the end. That's actually the definition of the word wisdom. That means it's not just when we see the situation coming up in front of us, like you know, I have problem in my life. This problem, what is going on here? Where does it come from and how I can resolve it? All in one picture, that, it, that means wisdom. Just knowing one thing is not, doesn't call wisdom yet we call it just knowledge. Wisdom is all around, when we can see the whole picture from the beginning to the end. And that coming from clarity. When the mind become clear, it produces view and thought. Okay. So. So from that, how do we get into the sila of precept? then it comes from discipline. This one is very easy because I already explained. But the concentration is actually different. It comes from patience. You see that when we're trying to put an effort in doing something, we have to be very patient about our life. For example, if we make an effort to get better at our job, because actually this part doesn't just refer to spiritual development. It can be used in every little thing in our life. For example, if you want to have better focus on your job, it beginning from taking an effort, from that taking an effort. So, okay, from taking an effort to breaking our time, to throw away things that we don't want to do, to be patient about many other things. And coming to this part of the concentrations, it takes patience. By sitting down to meditating, it takes a lot of patience, right? Because it's not going to be easy. With that, it takes respect to develop wisdom. And wisdom, uh, the word respect doesn't mean go around and pay respect to everybody. That is an action of respect. The word respect means open our own mind to see good things in other people, places, and situations. That's why all of the Buddhist teaching talks about positive thinking Throw away prejudice and try to see good things in others, because that when we are absorbing that positivities into ourselves, that's why we are able to squeeze a sponge and ready to take something better in, rather than keeping that soaking dirty water inside. So adjusting our mind to see good things in others, develop better view perspective or better thoughts, and that's why the word respect means open our mind to see good things in other people and places. We cannot be respectful to others unless we learn to be respectful towards ourselves first. So we start us to open up our mind to see what I got as a capacity and how I can be better. From that, then, we can start to see these things in other people. But the moment that we look at others with prejudice, then we block that sense of seeing good things in others, which means that we are consumed by our own ego and couldn't see ourselves. When we don't see that, we no longer develop right view which means we are not going to get better at ourselves no matter what is going on imagine if you go to your work or you study but instead of trying to get that you become jealous over your friend what's going to be you're not trying to get better but you just going to have to to keep that ill willing ill ill intention in your mind all the time instead of focusing on how the person can get so much better than you and what you can learn about it. And you end up feeling jealous about the person instead, instead of putting that into action, it just going on into your head. For us, this training is the roadmap to Nirvana. So threefold knowledge can lead to enlightenment. And that's why the eightfold part is the break. It can be broken down, supporting these three pillars of the threefold training. As a result of that, the eightfold part has become the core teaching. Basically every explanation in Buddhist is is the detailed explanation of how to do the right speech, how to keep the right action, how to conduct the right livelihood, what kind of means how to develop the right effort. It's all details about that. So to make it a little simpler, this effort part is actually not something to just do in that way, but something that can be looking in this perspective. Whatever you start with right view, Whatever we have as view, perspective, mindset or theory become our thoughts of intention. For example, if you believe that you study hard, you make you graduate in good speed with honor, then you will gonna have to plan, intend, right? That how can you study? From that, it becomes your word, your action, and your livelihood, which is your lifestyle, right? And how do you plan your time? How do you put an action to study? How do you study? So this will be the method. And then most of the time, we ingest injustice. But when we put an effort, effort means we take a reflection, how I have done it and how can I get better at it. With that reflection, it becomes an effort. When we can put an effort, we are more mindful how I already studied, which means it become better focused. So this is how the effort actually works. You start from right view. The question would be, can it start wrong view? The answer is yes. If we start with wrong view, we develop wrong thoughts, wrong speech, wrong action, wrong livelihood, wrong effort, wrong mindfulness, and wrong concentration. What is life like? So instead it's thinking that I have to put my labor honestly in order to make an earning, but instead my mindset will be what I want to get, I got to come from stealing. It means my intention will be stealing, picking people's pocket, I will plan my life to pickpocket the people. I will make an observation to get better at it. I develop the wrong concentration from that action too, right? So that's why the other day I was talking about having good teachers of role model is very important because it's how that we obtain the right view. Wrong view will lead to the wrong success, wrong achievement, something in the negative term. But if you set the motion on the right perspective, it set the whole motion in the in the positive time as well. Now, next time I will come to talk about how to develop the right view and what's the importance about it. But just a glimpse of it is that because right concentration brings the mind to be clear, when our mind become much clearer, more concentrated and focused, we understand our mindset perspective better. Just like if you study and you plan this thing to get harder and you study all the way to concentration, when you started to get achievement, you believe in what you do a lot more, right? That means you are willing to put more thoughts, more planning, more action, more effort into it. But in fact, that is a second, second cycle of it clearer right view, clearer right thought, cycle after cycle, all the way to something called enlightenment. So, this is actually how the eight steps or the eightfold part really works in reality. Meditation is very essential key because here is where it draws everything. Meditation is the energy. Because of the focus, it allows us to take better stage to clear our mind, to develop better right view. You see that this comes from respect, right right view, and right thought. How can we start to be respectful of ourselves and others? It's beginning from seeing ourselves better and see others in the different perspective. And that means we are able to clear our mind and choose to focus on what is needed, on what is positive and what is negative. So next session of this next is Thursday, right? Next Thursday, I will come to elaborate more on what it means by right view and how to develop it. Okay, any questions so far? no (laughs) wow Hannah you're that one yeah Mm -hmm. I don't have a
0: question Mm -hmm.
1: since the like damn my jack Kapowatana Sutta. It's in Pali, but like when did the Buddha get like that language of Pali? Is it <laughs> like a language or like did he make that up?
2: Ah, very good questions. This is actually very academic questions though. Buddha used a language called Makata. M-A-G-A-T-H-A, Makata. Magadha is one of the states back in India in that time. There actually, were, there were many states during that time. There were Kosala, they there were Magadha, there were uh, Wachi, there were many other states. Magadha is a state. So the language that used in because the time, because is the dominant state during that time. So Buddha used the language called Magadha in teachings. But this language doesn't have the inscription doesn't have the writing fonts on its own. So they borrow the fonts from these brackets, root of language. Back then, there are two main languages that they use called Pali and Sanskrit. The as Buddhism deriving, because the first 500 years the teaching transmitted only through oral transmission, which means they memorize and just try to memorize it. 500 years after Buddha passing, and then they actually write it down in script it afterward. So the Theravada traditions, like me, choose Bali. When the Mahayana choose the Sanskrit, you may know the word Sanskrit a lot better because it's the same that used in Hindu texts, in yoga texts. So that's the origin of Bali in short.
1: So Bali is just the writing, but like the original language was speech and
2: was Mankata, right? Yes, exactly. And if you ever go to India, you probably notice that the languages are quite similar about each other. Like if you speak Hindi, the counting is Hindi is ek do japat. This is one, two, three, four, five. Do japat. And in Urdu, which is the language that's spoken dominantly in Pakistan, there are still many languages there too. But they are also, also still called an egg, though, in hmm. So it's actually, even though the accent of the sound might slightly different, but it can be very the same word. And the good part about this is that if you look at the, in the language called this, uh, uh, the Latin root. The Latin actually have the long root all the way to the Eastern language too, so that's why uno, dos, tre. The same <laughs> as in Pali, eka, tawik, tika, uno, dos, tre. There's a lot of words that were in sort of in conjunction with each other. Too. I see. Do you have
0: any questions?
1: Does anyone have any questions? No one does. Okay. I guess I'm make another
0: question.
1: I see someone has a question. My thought process for meditation is to breathe and as thoughts come into my head, I exhale and try to imagine that thought leaving my mind, but my thoughts never stop. Do you have a different mindset or process to help calm the mind when you meditate?
2: Well, first of all, what you did was good. But our mind doesn't stay still completely immediately. It's supposed to be that way. Now, when you notice that you might have a lot of thinking or thoughts going on, it's actually something that happens all the time, but you never really take a chance to observe, observe it before. Now that you know, it's a good thing. So the second thing is that if you think what you do is comfortable, do the same thing. Because whatever techniques of meditation that you use is all about keeping one standing point to return to. It. These wondering thoughts are like when you go to cinema and watching a movie. The first thing first, when you're in a cinema, your job is to watch the movie, right? You're not supposed to be a director or producer yeah. or an actor or an actress. But normally we love to be actors first, you know, we're trying to <laughs> manage things in our head, you know, the way that you started to think and continue your thoughts to something else, something else, you start to become an actor. Like you're talking with people, you go to different scene after scene, after scene in the movie, right? Yeah. So that was his life. At the certain point, you started to direct the movie. <laughs> it should be this way, it should be this way. That's what's going on with our thought. So the moment you get lost into that, make your way back to your seat. Whatever perspective that you, whatever techniques that you use, like breathing, visualization, repeating words in your mind, is all about finding your way back to your seat. That's why we emphasize so much on being comfortable because being comfort is when you are able to find your seat a lot easier. So when you are able to come back to your seat, your thought don't stop yet. It still show as a movie on the screen. Now, as long as you're still watching the movie, you're not trying to stop the movie, you don't interact with the movie, you're just observing the movie without judgment, without commenting, the movie will stop. But if at a certain point we love to comment the movie, we love to comment on the movie, we jump right back into the screen again. So that is the mindset, that's perspective. Don't try to fight it, make it friendly because the more that we try to separate this, the more that it comes. But the moment we just don't pay attention to it, focusing on here I am at my seat so comfortably. Whatever is going to come, I'm going to always come back to this spot. Whatever method that you use is perfectly fine.
1: I see. And another person has a question. So, is Pali still a language being spoken actively? Uh,
2: unfortunately, the Pali is so considered as a dead language. But the beauty of it is that. It helps preserve the meaning of the teaching because the monks have to learn the Bali language, and the language is translated in the same way for the last two thousand years. So that's why we can keep the meaning intact. But it doesn't. The downside is that like said, it doesn't have the spoken part about it. It doesn't have this kind of spoken conversation. So it's like a text language that we got to learn.
1: I see. So it's only like a written language, not like spoken, right?
2: Exactly. Basically, it means I don't know how to say what's up in Bali.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, no more questions? Mm-hmm. Zoom doesn't have any questions, too. Okay.
0: So thank you. If...
1: Yeah. Sorry. Oh, someone asked, where are you at now?
2: Where I am at now. Uh, I am here in Thailand, which is extremely hot hmm. and raining a really, lot. Really, really hot, raining a lot. Exactly.
1: So, I guess no more question. So, thank you for joining uh, today's program. We hope you ha- had a peaceful experience and learned something. Don't forget to join our Sleep Better Challenge and our daily pause club tomorrow join lumpy again for a daily pause at 8 30. have a good night good night <laughs> thank you lumpy thank you if you learn at least one thing from this program please click like subscribe and share this video with your loved ones or those in need see you again every monday Friday, 8.30 p.m. on the Meditation Center
0: of Chicago Facebook page and YouTube. Thank you. Bye.